Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. Today, we are talking about how to have difficult conversations with your clients, all right? And I know that every time that I uh, talk about this topic, I always have people saying to me, oh my God, yeah, this happened to me just a few days ago. This happened to me last week. We constantly, if you have more than one, I like to tell people, if you have one or more client, you have had to have difficult client conversations. It always comes with the territory. So that's what we're talking about today. So what I mean by having difficult uh, conversations with clients. So what falls into that category that we're going to be talking about today? I am talking about talking with clients who are maybe frustrated about their results. They're getting really impatient about their results and starting to find, you know, to look for somebody to blame. Uh, I'm talking about people who maybe they have started working with you and then all of a sudden they don't want to pay you anymore. I'm talking about clients who all everything was going well and all of a sudden they want a refund for whatever reason right so we all have regardless of whether you're working with people one-on-one or you're working with people in a group setting coaching etc or you're doing consulting as long as you are selling a product or a service and you have clients customers you're gonna get into these situations where people are not happy okay um and it's very important to know how to navigate those things, especially if you're doing services where you are talking to humans and their um, happiness when it comes to the outcomes that they're getting are based on your relationship, okay? One very important thing is when you're thinking about having those types of conversations with clients, the first step is always to take full responsibility. Even Even if you don't feel like this is your fault, even if we feel like it's the client that should be doing more of this or less of that or being more focused and they should know what they want, etc. The truth is people are always going to go, number one, they always have their own personalities, right? Some people have no idea what they want. Some people are very impatient. Some people uh, are always looking for, you know, somebody else to blame for their own stuff. Like you're always going to encounter that anyway. The other thing too is that even the most stable and healthy person when it comes to their mindset and and everything will have moments where things get difficult and they might turn around and look for somebody to blame then that might be you okay the most important thing is always to look at okay i'm gonna take responsibility for this maybe what could i have done differently or what could i have done better or what can we do now given this even if i don't agree with the situation what can i do in order to make it better. Because at the end of the day, the only person you can control in that dynamic with your client is yourself. You cannot really control how they're understanding what you're saying, how they're going to take action, how they respond to it. None of that we can take control, but we can control what we uh, bring into the relationship in that specific moment. Okay. So number one, if you're having to have a really hard conversation with a client, It's important to take full ownership of what it is that you can do because you're the only variable in that conversation that you can have full control over. And what do I mean by that? It means that number two, so number one, we said taking full ownership. 
It's not going to be about, oh, they need to blah, blah, blah. No, it's what do I need? What do I need to do? Number two is going to be about knowing exactly what outcome you want. If you don't know what you want out of that hard conversation, you end up being the one led by the angry client. You want to make sure that you are taking control over the conversation and you're guiding the conversation where you need it to land. And for that, you need to know exactly what it is you want out of it. When I say you want to know exactly where you want to land, sometimes I go into a hard conversation with a client and I know that at the end of the call, my goal is to have them exit. Maybe it is not the type of clients that we want to work with. Maybe it is, you know, it is just not going to be a relationship that works and it's decided, but it's decided in a way where I still want at the end of the conversation to part ways in a way that feels good for them and for, for us. Okay. Maybe that's the outcome that we want. Maybe the outcome is something else where we want them to take, to go back to who they were. I've worked with amazing clients who are doing amazingly well. And then all of a sudden, bam, it's like they want to sabotage and get the whole thing to explode. They're trying to burn the whole thing down. In those types of conversations, my goal going into it, the outcome that I'm looking for is how do I bring them back? How do I listen? How do I make them feel heard? And how do I bring them back to a space that they were in just a month ago? They were winning, right? How do I re how do I bring that back to today? That can be another outcome. Another outcome might be, okay, this person's having a hard time paying the, their bills. How can we find a way to make it so that they can still, you know, do and, and work towards their goals, but I also get compensated for the work that I'm doing. The outcome is to look for that win-win and getting them on the path to being able to pay their bills again. Okay. So really making sure that as you are working with clients, when someone comes at you and typically comes with a lot of emotions, uh, their emotions, but then their emotions encounter your emotions as you're, you're responding to, um, to their request or their anger, whatever it's to figure out, okay, let me take full ownership over what's about to happen here. What do I want out of this is your first step. Okay. What do you want out of it? And then the next step after that, once you know what you want for, for the conversation is to get on a call, like don't try to solve any of any client issue, especially if you see that there's emotions involved or they're like confused or they're angry or like they don't know what the next steps are or they're start, starting to complain about the communication with you, things like that, take, book a call, book a call. Don't try to solve it in the messages or the uh, or an email or anything like that. Always take people on a call. You've already taken responsibility for what's about to happen. You've already done step two, which is to figure out what the outcome is that you want. You're not going to get that outcome in a DM or an email message, okay, or an email. So get them on a Zoom or get them uh, on a phone call where you actually have the chance to have that conversation. Great. Number four, you are with them on the phone. The big piece of hard conversations is to talk less. My daughter always sings from Hamilton, from Hamilton, where he sings, uh, uh, speak less, smile more. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that you want to do when you are on a call with a client that needs basically what they're looking for when they're expressing their anger or their uh, discontent or impatience, etc. They want somebody to hear them and they're not feeling heard. That's what's happening. 
So your goal when you're on the phone with them then is to make them feel heard. Half of the work of trying to get them to where to the outcome that you have designed will be done and taken care of just from them being hurt. All right. Yes, Hamilton, my daughter is obsessed with musicals, just like I'm obsessed with musicals. And Hamilton has been the one, that one and, and a couple others. But yeah, she keeps she's six and she keeps singing, smile, speak less and smile more. So that's what you want to do on calls, just like sales calls, but difficult conversation calls. You want to speak less. You want to ask questions and let them talk. Let them tell you what's going on. You're going to start seeing what's really going on, which a lot of times has nothing to do with you. It's nothing personal. They're going through their own stuff. And you're looking for the gold in what they're saying to figure out, oh, my God. OK, so the real issue is not this. It's that. The real issue is not that all of a sudden the program's not working for them when two months ago they were getting amazing results. They Number one, they lost track of those amazing results that they've had, right? Because they're stuck in the weeds. You need to get them out of the weeds by asking the right questions. Number two, stuff happens in their lives and all of a sudden like they get they lose focus over what was working and get back into the the hard things right and so it's important to remind them of those things and you will you will be able to encounter and and really see what's really happening when you ask the right questions when you get to know the clients when i'm about to get sometimes i have to get on a call a difficult call with a client that i don't really know very well as in i haven't worked with them one-on-one, -on -one, right? Or maybe they're in the program, but they were not very active. We all have those clients, right? They they, they pay for it, but they don't really show up. And all of a sudden they're, they're angry. You don't have a lot of information to be able to be like, oh, here's your solution. And if you go at them with something generic, that's not going to work. So what you want to do is go into the call and use that as a way to ask a lot of questions. So you understand what's happening around them. You understand where they're coming from. I always have, I always believe that people are always doing the best that they can at any given time. So even if someone's coming at you with really negative stuff at that given time, that's the best that they can do, honestly. So what we can do to help is figuring out what is figure out what's happening. Like, what are the factors that are at play? Where are they feeling pressure that's making them want to turn around here and dump it on me, right? Sometimes it's a financial pressure. Sometimes it's their spouse that's giving pressure or their kids or they have bills to pay that they can't pay anymore, or they don't have the time all of a sudden because they're a caregiver and they can't implement anymore. All of those things you want to understand so that you can design a solution that works for them. That's going to make them feel hurt. That's going to get you to the outcome that you want. All right. So let me recap so far. We said, if you're having to have a hard conversation with a client, typically they're going to come at you because they don't feel happy about the outcomes. They're feeling like uh, maybe the communication is not great or whatever that looks like. It can be anger. It can be disappointment. It can be all types of things on the spectrum of angry emotions. <laughs> okay. So number one, you want to understand that what you, what your responsibility is, is to take the ownership. Take the ownership over what the outcome can be because you cannot control them, but you can control what you're doing. So take the ownership. Number two, you get them, you get to identify what the outcome is that you want for that conversation. What exactly do you want to happen after you've, spo you've sp spoken to them? Number three, you want to get on a call. You're not going to resolve any of these things 
emotional stuff through an email or a DM or anything like that, you want to get on a call because number four, you want to be able to listen and give them the space so that they can tell you what really what's happening and do not take anything personally. Even when someone say, you have not done this and you promised me that when I start working with you, I would be seeing the X, Y, and Z result. And you told me that I would be able to get one-on-ones. Even if you don't agree, this is not the time to start you know, defending or anything like that. What you want to do is just listen. Just, okay, take it in, take notes. All right, I understand. Take notes, take notes, take notes. Then you have a full picture that will help you respond, okay? So those are the things that you want to do in order to have a good, a productive and effective difficult conversation with a client. Here's the thing. There's a way to reduce the number of angry conversations and difficult conversations that you need to have with people. And that's by being proactive. So a lot of times we kind of know when someone's going to be difficult before they become difficult. We know it in the selling process. And it's very important. I was teaching that to our clients yesterday um, in, in, our, in one of our group trainings. It's very important to really start paying attention from the selling process. You're going to start seeing how people are, like they tell you. When you're talking to somebody and they're super vague in what they're saying, or they're uh, very confused about everything that you say, <laughs> let's say you tell them about you know the fact that it's gonna be uh, one one-on-one -on -one a month and they keep bringing back that it's a one-on-one -on -one every week, there's confusion there that maybe it's their level of understanding. Maybe it's a bar language barrier, it's something else, but their confusion, typically you see it from the selling process. If they're super demanding, oh, I want this and this and that, and you keep bringing it back to, oh, it's what's included is this, not all of those things. You would have to pay for that, but they keep, you know, asking for more. That's a very demanding client. That's if they're doing it in the selling process, they're going to do it afterwards. If in the selling process, they have 15,000 questions for everything and it's never ending, you're going to have that when you're working with them as well, right? So people tell you who they are right from the get-go. What's important is for you to start paying attention and to look at resolving the, their expectations very, very early. That's going to help you a ton. Another thing too is that you want to make it very clear how you work and what you expect of them as well so that it reduces what they can come and turn around and blame you for afterwards. Very rarely have I worked with clients who ended up like looking to exit and who tried to blame it on me. Just because I'm always very clear. I'm like, girl, this is what you need to do. You haven't done it. Have you done it? You haven't done it. So when we meet, what are we talking about? Like really being more proactive in the communication so that even if they don't end up getting the results, which will happen. I've worked with many clients who never got the results that they wanted to get. But I also made it very clear that here's my job in the their outcome and here's their part of it right? Those expectations super clear every time we, we talk to each other. And so typically what happens then when people are not seeing the results and they come to me and they're like, yeah, and I know what you're going to say, Kyrie, I know I should have done this, and but I didn't get to because X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, as long as you are very clear in terms of what you're expected to do, my part of the job I am doing. Does that make sense for everyone? Make sure that expectations are clear and not just expectation in terms of what you're giving them in the program, but what they're expected, how they're expected to participate and make that a recurring theme. That's, that's how you build trust in the relationship and they need to do their part so that you can do your part so that you can help them.
Okay. So pay attention from the selling process. Trust your gut there. They, they're giving you signs. Clarify expectations. Always under commit over deliver. That's something we always teach clients. Like in your programs, look at committing to the minimum, but then once they're in, you give them even more. That is the best way to reduce the chances of you having people who are disappointed or not happy, whatever. If they come in knowing that they have just A, B, but you give them A all through M, they're going to be happy, right? So under commit over deliver and be proactive in your communication. Don't wait for people to always be coming to you with their stuff. By the time they come to you, they've already experienced the confusion and the anger and the disappointment and all of those emotions. Whereas if you're the one in front of them regularly, so maybe you have a weekly check-in with your clients just to see how they're doing, et cetera. And then in between, when you think of them, just a message, hey, did you get a chance to work on this thing that we talked about? How is this going? That is you being proactive. And you're, you're going to see that even the person who, this is a challenge for you, uh, something to, 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 to exp experiment on. If you have somebody who you typically work with who's typically very, very demanding, always in your messages, in your emails, and sending you requests and questions and things like that, flip the script and you start going to them and asking questions. You start going to them and checking if they accomplished X, Y, and Z. And you're going to see their, all of that communication like slow down because all of a sudden they're not chasing you anymore. You're the one behind them, and they're like, "Oh my God, I got to, I got to get things done, or otherwise Jess is going to be on my case, right? Or Hind is going to be on my case." So flip that, be more proactive in the communication, and you're going to see again that it reduces dramatically your probability of being in those tough conversations. All right, I hope this makes sense. I hope this was useful to you. I believe that everyone who has a business probably at least once a week will be in those types of situations if you have a, a, a big portfolio of clients. So it's very important to know how to navigate these things, whether it's a financial problem, a personal thing in their personal life that affects their, um, their outcomes in your program, anything like that, or the relationship they have with you, it's not strong enough. And so when things are not going well, they're looking to blame you. All of those things can be solved in a conversation, but you can also be very proactive in reducing the chances of that happening. All right. So if you need to go back and listen to this episode again, take notes. This, these are the things that we are, we do every day, implement every day to create uh, client satisfaction. And I know that they're going to help you too. All right. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. <laughs> there you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.